I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Save Our Planet podcast. My name is Lottie Deal, and today I'm chatting with the co-managing director of Booty, Sean Greenloaf. Now, a central element of Booty's approach is the use of bamboo-based fabrics. So we're going to chat about why you would choose bamboo over a lot of other materials and also Booty's mission in general. They have been operating for over 10 years now and in my opinion are doing so much amazing stuff in really being a thought leader and pushing the boundaries in the fashion industry, which doesn't really get a very good rap. So let's just get into this episode before I spoil it all for you. Thanks so much for joining me today, Sean. I'm really excited to chat more about bamboo, underwear, and about booty just in general. So let's start off. Can you just share with us a little bit about kind of how did booty come about and what is the mission behind it? I will for sure, Laddie. I just want to say it's a pleasure to be here and um, we're huge supporters of what you're doing as well and have been for a long time and it's been really fun to partner together over the last couple of years. So keep doing what you're doing and we'll keep doing what we're doing and uh, yeah, happy to get in, into the story. It's actually a bit of an unlikely story, really. It came about after a decades-long friendship between a pharmacist and a fashion designer, the fashion designer being my dad, actually. The other founder, Neil, was a pharmacist and he knew the health and wellness space exceptionally well. And he saw some white space for, funnily enough, a basics brand to be sold in this kind of a retail channel, one which had a health angle, something that was comfortable, kind on the skin. And um, after a career developing product, some of the largest Australian brands, my dad, Dave, he's the apparel guy, wanted to develop a fabric that would kind of meet these needs. And him and Neil started chatting over many beers and many lunches. And um, what they really wanted to solve was to not add to the problems that so many fashion retailers caused on the environment. So when they discovered organically grown bamboo, they just couldn't believe how incredible of fabric it was. Firstly, just so comfortable and how beautiful it was on sensitive skin. But beyond the fact that it was just soft and easy to wear, it could be developed in in a way that had an overall positive impact on the environment. I think that was really the hook. So in that decision over many lunches, as I mentioned, Booty was born. And what we really do is cross that intersection between health, comfort, and sustainability. So it's been a journey. We've just hit our 10-year milestone. Today, Elliot, who is Neil's son and myself, Dave's son, are running the business with our founding fathers, we call them, watching on with a lot of pride. We're stocked today in 2,500 retailers across ANZ and the US, but I guess even more proudly today, our e-com business makes up about 75% of our revenue, and that spans another 15 countries. So 
we're super proud of where we've gotten to. The journey is ongoing and we're super passionate about what we do and uh, we just want to keep doing what we're doing and, you know, hopefully make the world a bit of a better place along the way. No, I love it. And it actually makes so much sense because I think one of my first interactions with Booty was at a pharmacy. And I remember at the time being like, this is really cool that an underwear brand is being sold at the pharmacy, but also at the same time thinking like, why do people need to buy new undies when they're at a pharmacy? But this all makes so much sense now. So I feel like I can sleep better at night knowing the behind the scenes story. (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny. It's kind of a little random, isn't it? And certainly unique, but it was really Neil's genius in that pharmacies are a, a place where we go to to get wellness advice and and medicine. But over the years, it started to change and evolve into a place of retail where you got other stuff. So putting a booty stand in there just made a lot of sense. And I think my layup that they gave me when I started our econ business in 2015 was we were already in 800 or so um, pharmacies and health food stores and people were going and waiting at the checkout line and they'd see our stand and they'd have a look and they go, oh, that's kind of strange that, you know, undies in pharmacy, good price point, looks healthy, looks like a great product. They could feel it through the little fabric swatch and they'd go, oh, $12.95, I'll buy a pair of undies and try it. And then what happens when you find a great pair of undies that you love? You buy one for every day of the week and they'd Google us and they'd find us. So it was a real layup for me from an e-commerce perspective in that we had that channel, that successful channel in Australia, and I just needed to build on that. That would have been so interesting starting an e-commerce brand all the way back when not really many people were doing it. And as it sounds like you had to do was really prove the why behind it, like kind of going, we really do need this e-commerce thing. No one else is doing it yet, but let's get into it. What do you think were some of your biggest learnings when you first started the e-com side of the business to now? I think the single biggest learning that if I could impart any wisdom on anyone saying to starting an e-com business, I mean, e-com businesses are the easiest thing to do right now in terms of starting. It's never been easier, but In terms of success, you really just need to have a great product and you need to get in front of the right people. So finding that product market fit is really what you need to focus on. And we were really lucky in that we had a proven channel in pharmacy and health food where people were resonating with our brand and our product and our messaging. And I kind of needed, all I needed to do was transfer that into an online setting but there was so much crossover between the two channels that allowed me to do that successfully before even starting to spend money from a marketing standpoint online and I just think that there's so much competition out there so you need to do it in a very considered way but just start with a great product. Yeah definitely I feel like as soon as you're relying on somebody else to do your selling and the product can't sell itself, then you can, I kind of see that that's a bit of a red flag. So I want to go back to Booty and your focus on, well, it's pretty much everything from my understanding and knowledge is pretty much bamboo based. So what are the benefits of bamboo and kind of why have you looked at this not only from a health perspective, but also from a sustainability perspective? It's such a great question because we really do believe in in bamboo viscose. But 
what I want to start is with is just the honest truth, which is when we discovered bamboo viscose, we really fell in love with it first for its softness. We just we could not believe how it felt on the skin and how durable it was and how it got better with every wash. And this was the first point of validation that we could create a good product. Then we discovered its benefits on the planet. And this was really what underpinned our message as to how it was a sustainable product and how we could almost hang our hat on bamboo and lean into that, you know, the impact piece of our business. But really that finding allowed us to lean into comfort even more in a way because comfort is not only what's soft on on the customer, but also making conscious, more comfortable choices for the planet too. And that's making more comfortable decisions. So that was kind of the light bulb moment for us and it became a win-win. And that's really what we've built the business on. But more specifically, if you're asking about bamboo and why it's actually a better choice for the planet, firstly, all bamboo that we source is organically grown and, and organic is a word that is thrown around too much in our industry. And there are some great certifiers these days, but it has become so wide that you really, really need to be careful when consuming or purchasing products that, that are saying that they're organic. So we're really careful about that and one that I'm super aware of myself in my own, in my own choices for my family. But for us, all it means is that there are no pesticides, no insecticides and no fertilizers used on our bamboo. But the biggest point for me or the big guard point for me rather is that Bamboo just requires far less water to grow. It's a monocrop. So just like grass, for example, you don't have to rip it out of the grass, the ground and reharvest it every season, which makes it a far more efficient crop. And in this way, bamboo really is very self-sufficient as a plant. It requires no irrigation. It only requires rainwater to grow and it grows super fast, sometimes up to one meter a day. And for context, if you're pinning bamboo up against another fiber like cotton, for example, it requires about 30% of the water to grow than, than cotton does. So I think that's a really, really big, important point. Another one for us is that the water that we do use through the production process is 100% recycled. And, and then finally, bamboo plantations in general produce 30% more oxygen than an equivalent area of trees because of the plant itself and, and therefore also absorb a lot more carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases from the, from the atmosphere. So look, there's a lot of points there <laughs> and it's, I've gone into a bit of detail there because I'm super passionate about it. But at the end of the day, it's just a better fiber and it's a softer fiber and we use it as a result in all of our products. But in saying that as well, we don't hang our hat on it. We are open to innovating. We are innovating. We're using a lot of our pet these days. We're looking at a whole lot of innovative fabric innovations within our product and, and design. That's so yeah, little teaser, I guess, but there's, there's plenty more coming down the pipeline and, and we want to be known as a better choice for the planet. And that doesn't mean we need to be tied to bamboo. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the most important things about being a sustainable organization is that you are on a journey and you never reach the destination. You're always evolving. You're always innovating and always shifting because this is still a forever changing industry and it's going to adapt and evolve and we're going to find new technologies. We're going to find things that are 
potentially better than the practices that we're doing right now. But it's really exciting to hear. And I think it's such a great test case, not test case because we've been doing it for so long, but such a great story to kind of show that, yes, something can feel great and it can be really good as a material, but it can also feel great for the planet as well. And something I think that I really admire about booty is your transparency and your honesty within the fashion industry because it can be really difficult it's a very murky area and as you just explained with organic there's a lot that can potentially go wrong and is going wrong within it so how do you kind of sit in this industry that is creating a lot of damage being a brand that is trying to create so much good it's a great question and for us what we learned over the years that it really starts from the inside i think being a family business at our core we had a lot of, of those inherent values within us, but we had, it took us a while to actually define them and quite a few years ago now. But when we did define those core values, we really, we really kind of defined what it means to be a part of booty. What does it mean to work at booty? How do you feel when you come to work at booty? What are we trying to empower our team to do? And it's really in fostering the power of those values that really unlocked that growth for us and then allowed us to have a bigger impact in everything that we do. And in terms of strategic initiatives, they're built into the fiber of what we do. They're not just an afterthought. So our strategic initiatives are actually embedded into our quarterly objectives and our annual goals so that it's not just, it just, it doesn't become an afterthought. It doesn't go into the too hard bucket. bucket. It becomes part of the why of what we do every day. So I guess what I'm saying there is it, it really starts with our team. It's, you know, part of the reason that I love what I do is I do a bunch of stuff um, from a sustainability perspective at home with my family, but my business allows me to have so much of a greater impact than what I do in the home. And I'll talk to what we do in the home a little bit later in the conversation with pleasure, because I think that's a huge, hugely important piece of the puzzle um, so I'm not undermining that for one second, but what I am saying is that booty gives me a vehicle to have a greater impact and I can't have a greater impact within booty without an incredible team that are aligned with those values. So starts internally, starts with those core values and really starts with empowering and aligning our people to have a greater impact. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. No, I love that. I feel like you're only as strong as those that are around you. So your team has been described as the sustainable change makers. What are you doing internally? I'd love to find out the nitty gritty details about kind of how not only are you using a sustainable fabric, but what does that look like internally for you when you're heroing sustainability? It's such a great question. I'll start with our vision, which if you went and asked our 50 employees globally, what that vision was, they'd be, be able to recite it immediately, which is to champion a future fit for all. And that 
starts internally with our people and how we treat our people. It, it expands to our customers and then expands further to their communities and then expands further to the greater impact on the planet. And it's those circles and how they interact with each other that we see as an opportunity to embed our message into everything that we do. So, oh my God, there's so many incredible initiatives <laughs> that my team have now incorporated into the business. We're proudly B Corp certified, which is a great kind of bow on everything that we have done over the years. And that process was so validating because we achieved an incredible score of, I think it was 101.3 on our first certification back in 2021. Just to give some context, the majority of first time applicants for B Corp achieved about a 50. You need 90 to gain B Corp certification. Now, I don't see that as a failure at all. Those guys are doing an incredible incredible things and all it does is just inspire them to do more the average b corp certified business is at a 90 so for us to come in our first year at 101 was just so validating that our approach to going wide rather than super narrow meant that we could kind of start at that level but as you referred to before lati for us it's it's not a there's no destination it's a journey that keeps evolving and we keep pushing the boundaries so what are some of those initiatives Since 2016, we've been members of 1% for the Planet, which I'm sure you and your listeners know, but this means we commit to donating 1% of every sale directly to certified environmental organizations. And we've done some great partnerships with the likes of Thread Together, Wires, You Guys, Greening Australia, and a bunch more amazing organizations. More recently, we've partnered with Apparel. We've diverted in 18 months 23 tons of used clothing from landfill, which is a great achievement that we're super proud of. And that that has been empowered by our customers because they're the ones that we're working with to send product back. And we reward them with booty loyalty points, uh, $35 worth of loyalty points for doing so. So it's a really nice way to partner with our customers to do better for the planet. Can we just touch on that? Because I loved that. I loved that campaign that you did, um, the Undie Exchange, which was with Apparel as well and Pedestrian. I just think it was so clever. So can you explain a bit about kind of yeah, what the Undie Exchange was? Because it, I don't know. I don't really want to give my undies to anybody, but I kind of wanted to give my old undies to you guys. That was such fun. We did a joint partnership with Apparel Pedestrian on the media side and then a local laundry laundromat in Bondi. And we partnered together to create the Undie Exchange, the Booty Undie Exchange. And what that allowed customers to do was pop past the laundromat, literally take off their undies and swap them for a brand new pair of booty for free. We would wash the undies on the spot and then donate them to 1%, uh, to Apparel. So it was an amazing, amazing initiative. I think we, I don't have the exact number, but I think we donated like 2,000 plus pairs of old scrappy undies and, and in doing so gave amazing customers and, and new people to booty, 2,000 pairs of booty undies to try and hopefully support us in the future as well. So it was a really fun initiative. We got a lot of press out of it. We will be doing more. And yeah, we had a great time doing, doing it. 
I think it's one of these fun things when you have a great brand and you've got such a fun persona, you can do these out of the box things and somehow get away with it, especially when you just have to ask your dad for approval. And he's like, yeah, okay, go take (laughs) old people's old undies and then give them some new ones as a marketing thing. But you're also really tying in that really purposeful mission as well. It's not just kind of getting out there to be loud and seen by the press. It's going, no, we're doing something so great for the planet as well, which I think is just another reason that it's just more things that set you apart from all of the other players in the game. So I want to touch on what you alluded to earlier, which was your sustainability practices at home, because you can walk the walk in the office and you can be doing it all, but how is your household being more sustainable? Because I think everybody needs advice. Everybody wants inspiration. So what are you doing? It's such a great question. I encourage everyone to just start small, start with the small steps and the easy stuff. And um, Ladi, you're a huge inspiration for this. So I don't want to tread on your area of expertise here. But for me, I've got two young boys, Noah and Asha. They're five and four. We try and make it fun. We compost together. We have a little herb garden. We use the, the remains of the compost of the compost soil to, you know, play in the garden with and grow our herbs. We recycle our soft plastics or we're doing so till it got a little bit more complicated more recently. We choose more sustainable options in terms of the way that we wash our clothes, the food that we buy. Um, we try and f- buy organic and fresh ingredients. We try not to use the air conditioning too much and use ventilation in the house. It's, it's really the small stuff. We engage in our community a lot. So living here in North Bondi, we have the most amazing community and we live in a specifically in our area there's so many young families doing such cool initiatives so we try and partake in those but really it's just about it's not doing the the massive things it's it's really just the small things that you can do in a fun way that don't impact you actually that too much too much in in fact they kind of enable you to have a bit more fun and it's just about doing those things with your family. And I think if everyone did a little bit, one thing, two things, 10 things, it doesn't really matter. We'll make a huge contribution together. Exactly. That's my biggest thing is it's really hard to be prescriptive with sustainability, which is why I love hearing kind of examples of what other people are doing in their households. For example, like you're really getting involved with the composting and showing your kids exactly what happens. And they would be so obsessed i can imagine with seeing the worms and seeing everything break they love it composting is the coolest thing it seems so icky but we have a little tin bucket in our kitchen we empty that every two days it it gets filled with compostable foods and there's no smell whatsoever i take that with my kids we check out the worms they love it you can't believe i mean i know you know but just i can't believe how long we contribute to that compost bin in our back garden and have done so. I think I've had it for four or five years and I've had to use the soil once in terms of the empty out the whole thing and use the soil. It, those worms have such a good go at the compost that it almost never fills up. And when I started composting, the diversion from using from what I was putting in my trash on a weekly basis was just unbelievable. Today I have... Seriously, I've got a family of four and two young kids and we are using maybe, maybe one full garbage bag of, of trash going to landfill every, every week. That is down from far more than that. 
So it's just been a really easy, it's, it's been a super easy initiative and, and it's backed by so many councils. We're so lucky here in New South Wales that it's backed by so many councils as well. So you can get hold of a free bin and, and just get started. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the Compost Revolution website that you're talking about, which is available nationwide now where the your local council subsidises the cost of your compost bins or your worm farms or whatever. So you might not get it for free, but you could get like up to 80% off, which is absolutely ridiculous. So something that is definitely worth checking out. And I think as well with composting is you're right, it is icky. It's got a really bad PR rap. But it's so cool and it is something that you learn from each and every day. So I want to ask you one final question, Sean, which you've kind of already given us a lot of tips throughout this episode, but I want to find out one more because I'm being greedy. What is one thing that, uh, well, one actionable thing that our audience or listeners can do tomorrow to save our planet? I think start with the small steps. I listed some things that we do. And I also mentioned that I feel so lucky in that I have this vehicle in which I can create a larger impact. But, you know, so many of your listeners out there go to work every day. You work for amazing companies who do amazing things. And we have so much of a voice within those companies to, to start initiatives. So that's a fantastic way to do so in which you can even if you're not running your own business or owning your own business, you can still empower the places that you work to have an impact. And I know that's a huge amount of what you do, Lottie. And then at home, it's just it's just starting with the small things. It could be one initiative, it could be two, it can span to five or ten, but just turning it into a positive ritual as opposed to a burden. And I love how you said not being prescriptive. I, I think this stuff gets such a bad rap where we start to sh- when we start to shove it down people's throats. But if we turn into something positive, it can just have such positive, amazing connotations to it. Um, so I say it on panels all the time, and I always get a really good laugh. But my job is to empower people to understand that changing their planet can be as simple as changing your underwear. And obviously, I say that in the context of booty. But what it really means is that it's the small choices that we make that can have a huge impact. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the episode today, Sean. I have loved having you and love the work that you're doing as well. Thanks so much, Laddie. It was such fun to be here. And as I said before, huge support of what you do and we'll continue. Booty will continue to support you and uh, like you do us. So thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.